rock and roll right here at 93.7 FM Reno streaming worldwide at americamatters.us. Until next Saturday at 10, this is your host, Doug Hornstein, on the jazz track. Be safe. This is America Matters Media at 93.7 FM KPGF Sun Valley. Your the following is an America news. Matters Media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. America and the World's Freedom Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer. My co-host is Leland Fagri. And we've got Brian on the board. Yep. Hope he doesn't break anything on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the uh, obvious biggest news is that the fourth vote for Speaker of the House uh, failed to produce. Failed to produce McCarthy? Nope. Or anybody else. Bobert the- was on uh, Bongino just as I uh, came into the studio this morning, so I didn't hear what she had to say, but... You got to admire these these people. You know the narrative on this so-called chaos is beautiful. (laughs) It's absolutely the most gorgeous thing I've seen in a long time. (laughs) I know you don't want McCarthy as Speaker of the House. He's revealed himself to be a swamp Republican. Sure, he's a chameleon. Yeah. He assumes whatever color is is uh, best for his in his career, and apparently not a particularly intelligent strategy because uh, you know Pelosi didn't offer herself up till she knew she had the votes. Mm-hmm. He, McCarthy never had the votes. No, never had the votes. He's squatting in the speaker's yeah, office. Right. I loved how Gates <laughs> described that. <laughs> she wants him driven out. He's homeless. My buddy Matt Gates. God, I love Matt Gates. <laughs> yeah, no. I've made that clear on the show for a couple of years. This the guy's something else, man. He's really running interference for all of us. It's yep. very important. And uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, she's another good one. She said that uh, McCarthy turned down uh, proposals that would have given him the speakership, such as bringing a term limits vote to the floor. This is so reminiscent of. 2021, when the squad had the same kind of power. Same scenario. And uh, they refused they to use down. their power yeah. to uh, yep. uh, get Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to stop Nancy Pelosi from becoming a Speaker of the House. So uh, according to Chip Roy, they, they want five days to read the bills. That goes back to Harry Brown, you know, read sure. the bills. Absolutely. Yep. About uh, 2,000 or something. Yep. Uh, they want committees to choose their own chairman. According to uh, uh, Ron Paul on his show covering the event, uh, he said that it takes several million dollars because the executive committee holds all the chairmanship. All the power, yeah. Yeah, it takes uh, several million dollars to get a chairmanship. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they want the committee members to choose their own chairman. And they want the ability to propose amendments on the floor. And Chip Roy said, not since 2016 has anyone been able to make an amendment on the floor. Insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. All the bills are made up in advance. Take it or leave it. 
So they this is not petty. They they want to change the rules of the house. And and look who is running interference for the status quo. Ben um, Crenshaw. The obvious ones. Ben Crenshaw. Dan Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. yeah. Well, the obvious ones. Uh -huh. know, the usual neocon consortium. Right. But also Fox News. Find somebody sans Dan Bongino uh -huh. that isn't upset Tucker, over this. Tucker calls and Tucker Tucker also. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, I think Laura had Chip Roy on last last night, but I didn't, I didn't watch the I show. Didn't see, I didn't see. Yeah, I think it. she's probably behind it. Yeah, man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, Clint, that, that is important. Yep, we're using magnum force here <laughs> on the, on the speakership, <laughs> but we're using it intelligently. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, McCarthy's, uh, if he loses, uh, it's a terrible day for mediocre Americans. Well, he doesn't Americans. have the votes. How can he win? It's a terrible day for mediocre Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Americans are mediocre. They deserve representation. As it, as, as it turns out, that, that's true. Yeah. He's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why is Donald endorsing McCarthy? Well, I think it's a default position. This is He's a negotiator. Uh -huh. That's his. That's what he does. He negotiates. Okay. He also said that he could consider uh, running on a, as a third party presidential candidate. Shit. You know he doesn't want to do that. No, no, he doesn't. But he's what he's doing. He's throwing it out there uh -huh. as a negotiable point because should he run mm -hmm. as a third party against, say, a de facto DeSantis, mm -hmm. as, as you know, as the scenario could play out. He would draw votes away from DeSantis, and he, it would sink the Republican Party. So he's using it to negotiate from a position of strength. It's beautiful. Anybody that doesn't understand this, you know, really should, yeah, should really stay at home on Election Day because their political IQs are not very high. Yeah, no. <laughs> unfortunately, that's all too many people. Yes, but, unfortunately. Uh, but that's the way it should work, you know. Uh -huh. If you don't really feel confident. Not sure about what you're doing. I mean, it's just like, would you do, would you try to fix your car if you didn't know what you were doing? It's no different. You, you know, on election day, you see so many people looking at the election uh, is some kind of like summary of who's running right at the poll. Right know, as right they the run polls. into the into the ballot box. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that too. Yeah, you just you don't want those people in there. No, <laughs> <laughs> we should be making it harder for right. people to vote, not easier. Every time I hear that expression that we should be making it easier to vote but more difficult to cheat mm -hmm. i cringe because they, we shouldn't be making it easier for people we should well, raise the bar not lower it right women's vote should only be one half that of a man <laughs> that's that's a, that's a resolution i would say yeah but then you love global warming <laughs> uh, well we're going to get to that well later i on love global warming too. yes <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, again, it's another small uh, step for man, for man, and one big step for mankind. Mediocre mankind. Yeah. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> but we had, we should get closer to a mediocracy. What do you think? I think, I think that's probably <laughs> the way that Congress works generally. <laughs> you know. Yep, that's, that's the embodiment of Kevin McCarthy. You know, some some people say democracy is just the ability to keep mediocre government at work so that, you know, problems never get solved. They just get kicked down the road. Well, I think what this really does is it draws attention to the process. And I think yeah. this is what is important. This is what our enemies are afraid of. 
they're afraid of this protraction failure of how to how we pick our uh, uh, leaders because we get smarter when we see this uh-huh. and it raises people's interest in the, in the process it's a beautiful <laughs> Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast button. Now, back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking oh, to Power. What's so funny? Dude? Oh, there's so much that's funny, but uh, we'll stay scripted here until we can work it in. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear uh, President Biden and Joe Biden's New Year address? I did not. I heard yeah. about it. Well, uh-huh. they said get vaccinated. Yeah, they're still pushing that. Yeah, you know, Joe Biden, she's a fabulous doctor who should have been Surgeon General. Smart. Everyone should listen to her really, expert really medical really advice. smart person. Yeah. Yes. So on Monday <laughs> night, a 24-year-old NFL athlete, Damar Hamlin, got up from a football play, then suddenly fainted to the ground on camera he only had minor contact, a stiff arm to his chest. And the world stopped. Right. <laughs> he was hospitalized for a heart attack. CPR was applied. He was resuscitated twice, according to uh, comments of, you know, people that know. And uh, the game was suspended. He's now currently breathing with a tube. I came in on that uh, from outside. And, and when I saw that Laura had been shut down for that Monday night football game, uh-huh. I, I was really I was flummoxed by that because why would you do that? I mean, obviously it's a Monday night game. So Uh there's huge viewership, national viewership. Yeah. So I get that part, but you you know, there are sports channels for that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you know, the, you know, that's interesting because all the attention focused on it and there's been a lot of misinformation that nobody is going to stop. Misinformation? Yeah, saying that this happens all the time. <laughs> the, uh, a heart attack on the field only happened one time before in, in the 1970s. Years or yeah, 1970s. 50 years ago. Somebody that had a high risk, he had already had one artery that was 75% blocked. He wouldn't have been allowed on the field these yeah, days. That's right. Yeah, he would have retired. He wouldn't. Yeah. World class athletes, though, you know, gotta admit, they're some of the most unhealthy people on earth. Well, that's why they die so early. Yeah, they're obviously at high risk for very random and coincidental cardiac arrest or some kind of calamari shaped blood clot induced strokes, you know? <laughs> very serious and credential people assure us they know the truth about the science. And the first thing that came to my mind when I walked in the door and I saw that was going on, my yeah. question was he vaccinated? Uh-huh. That was the first thing that came Well, about. according to Dr. McCullough, uh, he was vaccinated less than a week ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they won't talk about that. Yeah. I think Tucker mentioned it. You know, but, you know, if, if ordinary people like us refuse to believe the experts, we're just very <laughs> stupid and dangerous. And right. We have to face consequences. What's misinformation? <laughs> Conspiracy theories are a threat to our democracy. Our democracy is our values, and our values are who we are in a rules-based order. The future is built by us. Yeah. Thank you, Klaus. Yep. 
He knows these things. Yes, he's very wise. The future is built by us. And and he's German, you know. Yeah, German. Smart. They know everything. They They're do. very smart. Absolutely right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. McCullough said, if he took one of the vaccines, then subclinical vaccine-induced myocarditis, which is a fancy word for saying heart attack, I guess, must be considered in the differential diagnosis. Somewhere <laughs> past the pandemic. <laughs> uh, three non-obese Irish journalists under 50 have dropped dead in the last 10 days. How many? Three in no the last kidding. 10 days. Wow. And what if this is only the first wave? How about if this uh, progresses with time and we see more and more people dropping dead? And with new variants to go with it. Right, because now we're we're hearing, you know, through through the grapevine, I guess you just have to describe it that there could be some more variants on the way. The future is and, built by us, and they may be even being, you know, creating of variants. Though there's very few variants in China, according to Dr. Campbell, uh, he's looked at it. So the variants are coming in uh, highly vaccinated Western countries and producing the the variants which is showing us that the, uh, another conspiracy that the vaccines cause uh, variations is looking to be true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what they do. They mutate in order to survive. Right. Conspiracy fact. Bill Gates, George Soros, and Warren Buffett met for a weekend in 2009 to discuss overpopulation. Every time this subject comes up, I cringe. <laughs> you know, you could put every human being on the face of the planet Yes. In the state of Washington? Yes, I know. There's no crowding. They might be packed in like Well, they've got like 20 square feet. Yeah, but... But, but they, could, they could live there, you know. Right. Stand there, anyway. 28% of Americans say they know someone who died from the vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> There's Thank, nothing to see here, though. Thanks, Anthony Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Francis, too. Because he knows science. Yes. You know. The future is built by us. <laughs> and did you notice socialized me medicine countries, countries that have socialized medicine, are really pushing euthanasia? Canada being one. Yes. I think uh, the Scandinavian uh, trend is also there. All, what was it, Norway or Sweden? One of the, I think Sweden. The Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> And now The Lancet, you know, very prestigious medical journal mm -hmm. published in England, mm -hmm. just recently uh, issued a report on the Lancet Commission on the value of death, bringing death I'm back sorry. into life. I'm sorry, the value of death? Yes. Yeah. Get them out of here. <laughs> bringing death back to life? Yes. <laughs> is that your own? No, this, this, is, uh, this is true. <laughs> Numerous medical professionals well, that's the writer in are promoting the idea that people who are suffering from possible life-shortening illness should not be given any potential life-saving treatments, but to help reduce our carbon footprint should be allowed to die and even encouraged to do so. Bring back the value of death? <laughs> nope. <laughs> The authors say the commission believes it is healthy to die. We are embodied creatures who are ultimately no more important than lizards or potatoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the how they think. Is yeah. by us. 
That's that's the arrogance of elitism. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> they finance wars. They don't care who dies. Yeah. They're not dying. Their, their families aren't dying. No. Treatment at the end of life will be an important contribution to the carbon footprint of healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> who knew that healthcare had a carbon footprint? Yes, I, I didn't. Everything, and especially death, must be thought of in the context of the climate crisis. In this report, we explore the many values of death. <laughs> it's the value of death again. <laughs> Went over my head. Yeah, you mentioned Canada. Canada yep. has put, I don't know if you saw it, the video commercial extolling the value of the choice for death. Making it to be like a science, you something know, something to strive for. Yeah, you, beautiful scenery. Yeah, lovely music. Uh -huh. You know, you're just joining in the waves of the ocean. Mm -hmm. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> Recently, I, a 23 year old was euthanized for depression. 23 years old, they let her kill herself for depression. She's happier. Now. <laughs> and uh, a senior who asked the Canadian medical system for a chairlift received a complimentary packet promoting euthanasia. I'm sorry? What was that again? <laughs> she asked for a chairlift and got a packet promoting euthanasia. <laughs> Boy, you don't never, what's the expression? Don't uh, knock a gift horse in the mouth. Is that worse than that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> something to that effect. So you know, this is all a death cult. You know, I know, I know, God is dead, and we can't, we can't, can't resurrect bring him back. God. We can't, can't bring, bring him back, back God. No, but you know, death is the ultimate reason why we live. It's just so we can die. It's just so we can die. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. I knew that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when these? Uh, watermelon uh, lefties say that we're no better than uh, ants. Well, they're or... so smart, these people. Yeah. <laughs> this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we. <laughs> yeah, what future do we have? And most of them are in leadership positions. That's what's scary about it. Did you see where the what uh, was that movie? Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Yeah, yeah remember that? If when you reach a certain age, you're you're. That's it? You're gone? Yep. <laughs> you know that uh, some elitists came in to warn the, the 20 yesterday that we're going to vote against McCarthy? Did you hear that? Mm. They actually went in there and, and effectively threatened them. You know, committee seats and oh, yeah. leadership roles. And, oh, uh, Crenshaw. <coughs> Crenshaw tweeted yeah, oh, that out. Yeah. Well, he was public about it. But there was apparently a, a sloth of yeah. elitists that came in in secret discussions and, and threatened these guys. Mm -hmm. You think they're going to back down now? No, I don't Not, think so. <laughs> they weren't going to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think McCarthy's dead. I don't know how you, how do you say, how do you say McCarthy? I, I, I didn't uh, go back, want to go back necessarily to that subject, but I just see it. Well, no, see that's it. fine. Yeah. yeah. We, we, this is a free flow program. We don't have to keep to a script. <laughs> oh, we don't? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since we're on the subject again, then. Uh -huh. You've given me license to continue the subject. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Chip Roy this morning was the one that uh, nominated uh, Byron Donalds. Uh -huh. And he got uh, 20 votes. He's that black. He's pretty outspoken. Very good. Very good. Yes. Very good. Yo, I'd be happy with him as Speaker yeah. of the House. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. But other than that chameleon McCarthy. No. No. He's, he's, uh, he's never stood for anything in his life. With his Ukrainian flag oh, on his lapel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what did Gates say? Uh, uh, a vote for McCarthy is a vote for Zelensky or something, something like, like that? that. Yes. Yeah. God, I love Gates. Did I mention I like Matt Gates? I think you did. <laughs> I, I I agree. I kind of dig one. Make that point again if I had the previous. <laughs> <laughs>
the National Constituent Assembly, which was a rogue assembly that was appointed after Maduro was elected, uh, and the uh, was dissolved, and the interim government along with it. Does the CFR know this? <laughs> Man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Abrams probably knows about uh, that. Elliot, I think he I knows. Think he probably yeah. is aware of that. He put away his cell phone yeah. on the couch. <laughs> 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 this is so inside unless you follow the show you don't have no idea what we're talking about but it is good yes <laughs> and in russia uh you know who was medvedev we talked about him last week yep. he was just put in charge of war production so if vladimir putin really is sick and he leaves office odds are medvedev would be the successor he's already he's done already, everything he's already been there yeah he's, he was yeah. president from 2008 yeah. to 2012 he's actually the one that ordered troops into georgia so he's prepared that yeah he he knows what's going on and he's been tweeting the storm for the last year (laughs) ukraine scored big with the u.s supplied HIMARS. you know those multiple rocket long range yeah didn't they though they They finally had something to celebrate yeah but they did it with our our help yes our our weapons they killed our by our i mean nato yeah. Right. Wink, right. wink, nod, nod. <laughs> they killed over 100 Russian troops at a housing facility or a barracks for the newly deployed Russians. Putin will get a full report, unknown what he will do. A lot of Russians are mad, but they're not mad at Putin. They're saying, who put those troops in that in one harm's place? way? Yeah. <laughs> also unreported in the media, Russia's inflict such damage on Ukraine on an almost daily basis. In fact, the next day, which was yesterday, Russia demolished four HIMARS in the Donetsk region, killing 200 Ukrainian or NATO troops. And Putin and Z had a lengthy New Year's Eve call. And uh, they uh, called each other, my dear friend. Is that right? Isn't <laughs> yeah. that nice? Yeah, isn't that That's nice? nice. And uh, they pledged that Russia and Chinese economic and military integration will continue to grow. Accelerate. Yes. Putin also had a warm call to Prime Minister Modi of India. And trade ties will continue to grow between Moscow and and Delhi. Despite the antipathy that apparently exists on the the border between China and and India. Yeah. You know, that flared up again, I think. Yeah, it did. They pulled the troops out a few months ago. Then they had another incident. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to, uh, you know, they're going to continue to snipe at each other a little bit. But I don't think it's going Maybe to. Maybe it's just for public consumption. No? Right. They're both in bricks. Yeah, right. Exactly. So... It's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. Yeah, there's a lot of that, you know, for public consumption. Yes. Do you know, uh, we have more proof that Russia is an authoritarian, illiberal nation and Putin is the new hit Hitler. We do. We do. We have absolute proof. <laughs> Vladimir Putin signed into law a bill that regulates the collection and use of the biometric data of the country's citizens. No. Russians seeking to maintain the privacy of their data will be able to opt out of having it collected. See there. They will also be able to easily have it deleted from the system if they change their minds after it's already been gathered. The legislation also outlaws any discrimination against those who decide not to provide such information, stating that a refusal cannot be used as grounds for denying an individual state-sponsored services or employment. Well, that's out. The future is built by us. (laughs) 
It just shows he's a dictator. It's outrageous. You know, like we always said, nobody can do anything in Russia without asking his permission. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Did you see in the omnibus bill that uh, there's technology on the way that's going to be able to allow the big brother to shut down the car? Literally shut it off? Yeah, I, I know that. Um, China's coming to us, you know. They control us through uh, central bank currency. You know, and then now in technology, they'll just shut you down. You don't, you know, if you don't go along, you know, if you don't play with us, you know, mm -hmm. we'll just shut you down. That's coming. I don't know. China is going to do that to us? No, China is coming to us. I mean, China is coming to us. They are, they are the experiment. They are the foundation. All of that is coming here. Well, it's there already. It's coming here now. To... We copied them on the lockdown. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just as the reason, whenever something progressive like that is implemented, we'll bring it over here. Yep. Just... And it integrates uh, the entire uh, population. Mm -hmm. Civilization is then made more easily controlled through the United Nations process, which is where it's going. Yeah. Well, imagine driving your car and it just shuts down. Well, or it doesn't the car start is to begin with. Bit. I mean, they can cancel your bank accounts. Oh, I know. It's but it's like symbolic. The, yeah, you know, like yeah. they do in Canada. Yeah, central bank digital currency. I mean, that's right there. There are about eighteen countries apparently are ready to implement that. Yeah. The thing is to have more currencies, not not exactly fewer. more competition. You're talking about the Amero, but it it could be a global or at least a a Western. Well, I don't think Russian. And China going to go for Remember, that. Remember, uh, uh, Cl Clinton's uh, Talbot said there would be, in 30 years, three currencies, three regions, three hemispheres. Mm -hmm. And so the Amero would be the currency that bonds this hemisphere, the Americas. There'd be a euro and there'd be a, some sort of an Asian currency. But the, And that would be the way they would put them all together and assimilate them at some point when it was ready. You know, it was first things first, down uh -huh. to three and then eventually down to one. Well, I think Putin wants to break up the EU, and maybe that'll put an end to that. If, if uh, only, you know, <laughs> if the Italian Prime Minister uh, Molinari doesn't do it first, uh -huh. because <laughs> it's all they need is one more country to exit the union, and I think it's, that's it. You know, but the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. <laughs> Sure is. Uh, Turkey, -A. Turkey -A has been in the news. Uh, as Erdogan has uh, said, he's going to pull his troops out of Syria. I saw that. And eventually he's going to meet with Assad. They used to be buddies, and then they had this falling out. And some shells landed near some Americans in Syria yesterday, I heard. Yeah. So they are going to squeeze, try to squeeze America out of the Middle East. And all I can say is, yeah. Pull them out. Yeah, sooner the better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shouldn't have ever again gone there in the first place. Mm. Did you see that McCarthy lost the fifth vote now? There was another one? Yeah. Who who got the 20 votes this time? I, I, I'm not looking at the totals. I'm uh -huh. just seeing the, it breaking here that uh, he didn't get it. You know, because after 75 to 100 votes, if there's anything more yeah. than five, six votes in the against him, he, he, can't, he can't win. So it's over. Some of them have gone on for like, I mean, this was way back in the 19th century, uh, right before the Civil War. Yeah, pre-Civil War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, 133 votes, I think, in that example that you're citing. Wow. Yeah. 
eventually they decided to just go with the one who has the most They votes. went to a resolution that reduced the, the, the bar. Yeah. Would that be Hakeem Jeffries? <laughs> well, they won't do that. No. Republicans won't permit that. No. But they'll stop just right short of it. <laughs> that, that's how much they hate McCarthy, and I'm with them. Join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to the final segment of Talking Truth to Power. You know, before you go to the uh, reparations discussion, uh, did you see where Biden was heading off to Kentucky? He's, he's he, he and uh, he yeah. and uh, McConnell are going to go to Kentucky. Uh, that's McConnell's home state to celebrate that <laughs> that infrastructure bill. Uh huh. He says they when asked about it, he says it's a giant state and there's a lot of money. <laughs> the guy's deep. Yeah, he's really deep. Well, uh, <laughs> Sunday was New Year's Day and we had a, a 2023 first. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had the first black-on-white murder on Sunday. I'll bet darn. Uh, a man is charged <laughs> with murder after he attacked a dollar store employee with a machete in northwest Ohio. Uh, officers arrived at the store and found 22-year-old Curtis Rebel. I saw a picture of her. She had just gotten married. Hmm. Dead at the scene. The man, who police identified as 27-year-old Bethel Beckel, left the store before they arrived. They found the suspect a short time later. Investigators learned Beckel entered the store with the machete and started striking Rachel Rebel multiple times. And he left the weapon at the scene. So she discovered the value of death sooner than she might have otherwise. Yeah, -hmm. Yeah, she's passed to a better life, I guess. (laughs) Bethel, of course, is black, while Karen Rebel was white. Obviously, what we learned from this is we need common sense machete control. Oh, machete violence took the words right out of my mouth yeah and it was definitely not a hate crime no no doubt his impulsive violent behavior was due to systemic racism sure. and climate change absolutely yes. <laughs> and speaking of uh that uh california is considering reparations in this legislative session and you know they they had a reparation task force and they they made sure it was diverse they had uh, a reparations of, task force yes oh wow they're so enlightened over there here. in uh, California. Of the nine members, eight were black, one was Asian. <laughs> you can't get much more diverse no, than that. Really <laughs> the 500-page report uses the word slave 2,116 times. And it came with a graphic content warning because it had a, a well-publicized picture of a, of a slave with his back, you know, scarred from whipping. Uh-huh. So that's why it got a graphic content warning. And uh, basically what the report said, if you can find any difference between black and white outcomes, blame it on safe slavery. 
Uh, whites own nine times the assets of blacks. Must be the slavery. Sure. And how did they get here? Those slave traders? What was the ethnicity of, the, of some of those slave traders? Well, they came on boats that were financed by the Jews, but we can't say that. I'll be darned. Well, the Jews were also involved in white slavery. This is black slavery. Oh, we I have, see. We have to keep I see separate. the difference, yeah. You know, the Irish, uh -huh. the, the white slaves that sure. were brought in in the 17th century? Sure. Uh, on the black men ships. die from prostate cancer five times more than whites. Got to be the See, slavery. Yeah. Black children are three times more likely to be in foster care than whites. Must be the slavery. Has to be. Honest, I ran out of gas. <laughs> I had a flat tire. I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My tux didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. Someone stole his car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. That could have something to do with yeah. it. Black women are two times more likely to be killed by husbands, five times more likely by live-in boyfriends than whites. Well, it's got to be the slavery. Yeah. No other reason no. I can think of. So they demanded uh, 223000 for housing discrimination per person. Over policing, 124,000. Uh, just general racism. Everybody, every black person in California will get sure. 127,000 yep. just for that. Uh, Who's going to benefit from that, other than the people who are on the receiving end of that? Well, we'll all feel better. Oh, okay. You know, we'll all, we'll all feel How about better. Gavin Newsom? Is he going to feel? Yeah, good I think about he, that? he might benefit. If every black person in California collected half a million dollars, it would come to one trillion. $125 billion. The total state funds are $203 billion. <laughs> and, you know, the commission was very thorough. They held hearings and they asked black people what they thought they deserved yeah, in reparations. I saw some of their responses. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Max Fennell, he spoke up. He wants 15, 20 acres of land in addition to money. See? Dion Jenkins, who is a self-described <laughs> hip-hop organizer for reparations. He's the best. He thinks they should get $800,000. <laughs> now, here's, here's an honest one. Faison uh -huh. Love, a black actor, says, do not give black people fat checks. They will only spend it on Cadillacs and Mercedes. Oops. <laughs> Instead, exempt them from all taxation for life. You know, at least... The black people have a sense of humor about themselves sometimes, unlike unlike the Jews. And, you know, they just can't laugh at themselves. Sometimes. At yeah, at least at least in the presence of yeah. whites. Mm -hmm. So what uh, this is a recent example of why they demand reparations. Uh, Bruce's Beach was seized by the Manhattan Beach Township under eminent domain in 1924. But the uh, California government says they stole the property from a black entrepreneur and drove him out of town. Now, there were 30 plots on the beach. The Bruce family, who were black, they bought five plots and they built a clubhouse for blacks back in 1914. Then Gavin Newsom held a big ceremony and everybody I saw who was present that turned them on were black, but they were probably descendants of the Bruce family. It's a big club, <laughs> and you ain't in it. He returned the land to the family of the owner, 
and taxpayers will pay the Bruce family $413,000 a year in perpetuity. Isn't that nice? In reality, the Bruce family was paid $14,000 in 1924. Uh, um, and, you know, that money in those days is worth a lot more now. Sure. And But they got 2000 two times more than what they paid for the lot. The white families who owned 25 of the 30 lots that were seized under eminent domain in 1924 got no money in reparations. Wow. I wonder who's the racist. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, going back to uh, Biden's uh, venture to Kentucky, he says, think about why the recession got so bad two years ago. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Because we weren't in a recession, remember? He told no. us we weren't in a recession. No. But today he 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 had he had to ask the question: Why did it get so bad two years ago? <laughs> God, he's something, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is, sounds he pretty miserable something. to me. Yeah, I don't know. The um... so, Carrie Lake has called for the recall of Maricopa County supervisors and recorder Stephen Richer. That would be good. Yeah, she's got her appeal going. Yep. They swore Caddy Hobbs in. She's taken it to the Arizona Supreme Court now. She's changed venue. To the Supreme Court? Yeah, the Arizona Supreme Court. And she's got some kind of uh, preparation done to take it to the whole, you know, the the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, no, I think that's a first step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the thing is that... Uh, the judge ruled against her, but refused to sanction her. Right. Katie Hobbs wanted them to sanction her because anytime you a Republican questions an election, it's obviously frivolous. Yeah, and Hobbs had Elias as her uh, legal uh, team there. Yeah. Clinton's uh, Clinton's uh, best well, lawyer, Elias. The judge refused to grant sanctions, saying say, even though he ruled against her that her. Uh, position was not frivolous so that's a right. good thing that's right yeah. but she's got it all on appeal you know we wish her the best we'd like to see her in there rather than katie Hobbs. i'd love to see her prevail yeah no question about that the uh let's hear about that fbi agent that uh, got probation on Thursday for destroying evidence in an Arkansas political trial. See how soft they are on these agents, these yeah. conspirators? Well, I keep arguing for um, removing a qualified immunity from these people when they do something that's really yeah. bad. Yeah, absolutely. They should, they should lose it and they should pay for uh, any kind of lawsuit out of their own pocket. Has to be more of that coming, I'm sure. We haven't seen it all yet. Nope. Uh, a transsexual, Amber McLaughlin, 49, oh, yeah, was right. executed in Missouri for the murder of her ex-girlfriend. A trans time. girl is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she says she's a loving and caring person. You know, whenever they uh, say that, uh, I, I remember Elizabeth Warren which used to say during her campaign for president in, 20, in 2020, her short life, you know, campaign. Mm -hmm. But she used to say that uh, 
aside from making making sure that a transsexual was named Secretary of Education, she would always claim that 50 transsexuals were murdered the year before. What she doesn't say is that transsexuals also murdered about 50 people mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, they're freaks. Well, you know, some of it is because... This is not, uh, there's a lot of reasons. A lot of times. An interesting fact <laughs> yeah. We hope you're having a great New Year. Stay with us, Freddie.